Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cinematic Trinity with me, Kieran. Me too, Dick. And me, Michael. Today we're going to be talking about uh, another of Tulip's takes. That's right. Uh, and this week it's going to be Coraline. Mm-hmm. Uh, a film that I watched uh, not 20 minutes ago. That is correct. The story of this, there always has to be a story. When uh, we were all eating our pizza, which is, you know, good, excellent, healthy meal that we were all having. Yeah, well balanced diet. Yeah, definitely, along with all that tomato sauce. Yeah. Um, I said, I've been getting a lot of clips on my TikTok today of Coraline, specifically talking about um, all the like hidden details and things like that. And then Kieran shocked me to my very core by saying that he's never seen Coraline. And I just could not believe that he'd never seen this film because it is right up his street. And I said that to you, Dinter Kieran. I said, it's right up your street and get it on right now. And that's exactly what we did. It was luckily on ITVX, which meant that there was adverts, but we could fast forward them. But it did mean every five minutes we had to fast forward four or five minutes. We may as well have just watched the adverts, the amount of time it took to actually I'm sure this is very them. inconsequential to your story. but Well, you know what my stories are like. They're yeah. very boring, but very detailed. It's you will know every single detail. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So anyway, we watched Coraline. I thoroughly enjoyed it, as I always do. I've watched it from the beginning because I went to see it at the cinema with my mother, who has a phobia of buttons. So that was a fun experience for her, but I enjoyed it then. Um, but I actually think that I've grown to love it more as I've grown up. Because when I was younger, a lot of the things kind of creeped me out. It's not scary in a, <laughs> you know, kind of way, but it's like, hmm, that's a bit... It's quite like yeah. creepy the more you think about it. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't really label that from watching it as like a... a you know, the stereotypical kids film. Yeah, It's yeah. quite, you know, it goes quite dark it and does like, yeah like when you actually think about like the themes that it's talking about and the things that are happening yeah you know you kind of just like oh if i was seven years old i feel like i wouldn't want to watch this film. yeah exactly i think some kids are like all right with stuff like this mm. and then there's other kids who you know get freaked out really easily so yeah. it's probably not for them but you know for the tough kids it's all right for them i guess but <laughs> so what i'm dying to know is what kieran thought of it because we've not talked about it yet. We've waited the 10 minutes oh, it took to set this iPad tension. up. I'm still shaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, re- really good. You know, I, I mean, like, I've heard, I've heard about it, like, since it came out. And, you know, mm-hmm. I've seen clips from it, but I've never watched it all the way through. Um, and, yeah, re- really solid film. Like, yeah, yeah, it is. I, yeah. I kind of, it's one that I wished I watched when I was younger, because I feel mm. like I would have been able to like appreciate it a little bit more for yeah. a younger mindset. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like I did still really enjoy it and I think it's it's got quite a good story and you kind of like different bits like uh, Coraline at the start, the way mm. that she sees her own parents, you can kind of tell it's from her perspective. Yeah, so, yeah. So like these things that are happening and you know the way that they're talking about you're kind of like, "Oh, that's not that's not yeah, quite, yeah. quite right. But then you see like little bits like when she wants to go to the, like, you know, when Coraline's mum says, oh, should we go to the shops? I'll get you anything you mm-hmm. want. And Coraline's like, oh, but you didn't give me this one thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's like a classic child and parent it is, dynamic yeah. where the child's like, oh, you never give me anything I want. Yeah. But like the parents, like, you know, clearly 
trying they're trying their best yeah exactly it's like as you get older you start to emphasize more with the um the parents yeah (laughs) rather than Coraline you do yeah because I I think when you watch it you do kind of think oh god yeah those pets have been really horrible to her and it's like actually they're just you know not got any money which you know (laughs) well it's like they've just moved to a new house they're like trying to do stuff for work and Coraline's obviously bored and wanted to do stuff yeah Yeah. so she's like oh mum dad do this and I know we're busy like go away go count all the windows in the house like you know preoccupy yourself yeah and obviously it's there's the meme of the dad on the computer as he is doing his job like that just that classic image it is really funny because like just what it was making me think about myself and how my neck's been hurting me recently. And looking at the dad on the screen, he's typing at this computer, and he's got a really long neck, which is like at a perfect 90 degree angle. And then his face is like looking up at the screen. It's like, God, that is exactly what it's like. Like sitting yeah. at a computer all day and just like really arching your neck in that way. It's just too funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, should we go through like, obviously, you know, if you've not seen it before, then don't listen to this. But should we like go through what the actual plot of this film is? Because it is quite interesting i mean the brief synopsis is basically Coraline moves to a new house and then she soon like discovers this world through a tunnel in her well, house first of all she finds the doll i want to talk about the first <laughs> i try to give a brief synopsis there not no, like, we we have to look at the script and go through line by yeah, line exactly. we have basically have to read the script to everyone we'll pretend like we're doing a table read but anyway what i really want to say is just at the very beginning of this film the whole thing kicks off with um, I mean, I never even put two and two together when I was a kid that it's the other mother creating this doll. Like, obviously, as an adult, I can see that plain as day now, but I never really noticed it before. And it's the other mother with her weird needle hands making this doll that looks like Coraline, but it floats through the window and it's another doll that doesn't look like Coraline, it looks like a different kid. And again, I never put two and two together that that was the last kid that she kidnapped basically and then she changes it to look like Coraline but it's just a really satisfying sequence of her like unpicking the seams and pulling the hair out and taking the stuffing out it's great I'll, I'll tell you what like that scene even like now as me now like it made me feel really uncomfortable yeah like it, it felt <laughs> yeah. like I was like I was just like this feels like abnormally yeah, real it does like yeah like so, like when they pulled like the stuffing out and it like, yeah it still had its form yeah, yeah and she yeah, was like yeah. pulling it out i was like this is this is gives you the heebie-jeebies that's the only word you can use to describe this is the heebie-jeebies that's what it gives you but i will say it looked like like really amazing like it you did. know massive prompts to honestly these animators yeah. and stuff because like the way that the needles moved and mm-hmm. stuff like moved like joints but also like needles is it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Like the, the stop motion in this is just incredible. And I just really love stop motion anyway. I just think it's yeah. so impressive. Like it's even more impressive than any other form of like CGI and normal animation and blah, 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 whatever. I just absolutely love stop motion. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, because this is a uh, Laker, isn't it? Who may. Is it Laker or is it Laker? I don't know. It's basically the company who did like box trolls, like Paranorman and that. Um... Kubo and the Kubo Two Strings and the film, which to be fair, I haven't watched a great deal of their stuff. I think it's literally been 
the Coraline, and then yeah. that's, that's well, that it. was it. Was their this was their first feature film? Coraline was the first film that they wow. did. What a what a place to start! Absolutely, yeah. And it is just a cracking story. Oh, but carry on, I call with your story. You've got the plot. So yeah, basically, essentially, Coraline moves to this new house with her mum and dad, and then she discovers a door in the house which leads to another world. And then when teeny she... tiny door. Yeah, uh, yes, <laughs> a teeny tiny door <laughs> with a teeny tiny <laughs> lock. <laughs> So she goes to this other world and she finds out there is another version of her mum and her like family there, basically, called the other mother. And it's basically... And she's got buttons for eyes. Yes, that is the main uh, the main difference of these main people. Main feature. Yeah, but basically Caroline is being, you know, just... Groomed. Groomed, yeah, basically. <laughs> By this other mother, basically she shows him all these different wonders and stuff, tries to basically entice her to stay with her, and Coraline basically needs to try and escape is where it sort of leads to. But, you know, there's a lot of good stuff, like how it mirrors Coraline's normal world versus the, mm. like, ima- not the imaginary world, but the other, yeah. the other world. Because the way that it works for the other mother is the doll that she made that looks like Coraline is there to watch Coraline. She watches Coraline through this doll. Um, so that's how she knows that her parents are being really horrible and not paying her any attention. She wants to do gardening, but her parents don't let her do gardening because it's too muddy. And there's two neighbours, which are like key parts of it, where there's these two old actresses, which is Jennifer Saunders and John French. And then a man who has like jumping mice and he's trying to like make a circus, but it's obviously not working because you know you can't, you know, don't really train mice in that way. And then she goes to the other world and they're putting on this fantastic performance. The actresses and the mice are jumping and playing the drums and playing the trumpet, which is just the cutest thing I've ever seen, um, and jumping around and stuff. So it's like she's giving her everything that she wants after having seen what she hates about her own life, essentially. And then basically she says, oh, you can stay here forever if you want. You just need to sew buttons in your eyes. Yeah. Which obviously you'd be like, no, I don't want to do that. Definitely not. And then that's when things take a more of a darker turn Mm -hmm. and it's all more like, oh, no, Coraline, you need to get out, basically. So what would you think of like the other mother as like a villain character in like a kid's film? Um, I, she's very, it's, it's quite difficult because she, she obviously, you know, acts like this perfect mother yeah. will give you anything you want to try, try and like kind of lull you into that false sense of security. Mm. But then you're always like, this doesn't feel quite right. Yeah. Because yeah. no mother in their right mind would do all this. Yeah. Yeah. And like, just be like, oh no, it just, it, you know, you could feel uneasy. Yeah, it's because all it's, very unsettling. It's too perfect. Yeah, it is. It's, it's really um, weird. It gives you a weird feeling watching it. Like, you're never thinking, oh, this is great. Like, she's getting yeah. all these things. It's always, hmm, what's it's like the ulterior what, yeah, motive? You what, know, what's, what's happening here? Yeah, what's actually going on behind um, the scenes? I did think the scene where she transformed from the mother, like, and then, like, started growing into yeah. the... That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that was really good. Yeah. Um, like a spider form as well at the end. It's, like, very creepy. Like, with a sort of pa- pale white... Pale white, like, shattered skin, almost. Like, I mean, the, like, yeah, her, the skin on her face is really weird. I don't really know what it's supposed to, it's like, like, it's represent. Like, it's like it's peeling, isn't it? It's all, mm. like, I guess... 
I don't know. I suppose if you're trying to use like her making these dolls, I guess it could be like a fabric-y, like patchwork yeah. type of thing. She's it kind of looks on. like if you have like you know one of those China dolls and you smash the doll's face up, yeah. and then you've glued it together, but with black glue rather than clear glue. Yeah. That's kind of what it looks like. It's really, really weird. But then like it's that, and she's got the obviously the needle hands, like spider legs, yeah. which are all which are basically needles. Like it's just a very creepy. And, like, especially that bit where they're having their fight and then she makes the floor into, like, a cobweb, yeah. basically. And then she, like, falls, like, into the middle of it. It's just the shot of her. I always remember that shot every time we watch it. It's, it's quite the... funny but scary at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, because it's so just, like, screaming, like, while falling to the bottom. Because then by that point in their fight, she lost her eyes as well. So it's just, like, her being completely blind. And then she has to, like, mm. find Coraline like a spider would by feeling the vibrations on the web so that's like a really cool sequence yeah it is that is a really good sequence that whole sort of ending because that is really that's just the end of it isn't it you know she that's like kind of how it ends pretty much um but yeah but anyway so sorry you're doing the plot (laughs) no no too fair i mean we pretty much like yeah but really what happens is once Coraline realises that she's getting help from all the other people, like there's a cat in it who can talk in the other world, but not in the real world. Um, and he doesn't have buttons, so he kind of does float between the two. And then there's this other kid there, but they're all kind of warning her as to what's going on. Like she keeps getting warning signs that things aren't right. And then she gets told that the other mother loves playing games And if she wants to get away from her, then she should try and play a game. And she realises that there's been these three other children that have been taken previously by the other mother. And she's taken their souls, essentially. So they're kind of trapped. And there's three, you know, things that she needs to find. So she says, oh, I'll play a game with you. If I find the souls and I find my parents who, you know, had also been taken, you know, blah, 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 blah. If I find them, then you have to let me go, you have to let the kids go, you have to let their souls go and everything like that, which she does do, she finds them, which does kind of like lead to the scariest thing I think that always used to freak me out when it's the other Babinski, which is like the circus man, but he's not a man anymore, he's the clothes, but he's filled with rats and he's walking around like a man, but it's all the rats inside the clothes that are like making him walk, and then all the rats come out, and it's like, oh, that's just awful. For that me. bit's pretty cool, though, like just the visual, like, because it's basically just like his hat's sunken into his jacket, so you kind of think yeah. he's there. But then he like slithers around as well, like a snake, like over the banisters and stuff, and you can see like his jacket, like something's trying to get out, like poking yeah, at Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very, and like his voice distorts at the end when she's like, oh, you're just a, you know, just a guy. And he's like, oh, not anymore, I'm not. No, yeah, that's a very cool. rat comes out. Yeah. And then you get all like Dawn French and Jennifer Saunders, like their other world counterparts when they have like their monster form. They like, they like eating candy, don't they? In like the real yeah. world. So they are like a weird, like, you know, candy yeah Yeah. like taffy pink and green colored like conjoined medusa looking monster thing and all their dogs in the real world now become like bats like hanging from the ceiling and stuff yeah so it's just real weird Mm. it is very freaky again that's why it's all it's almost like very tim burton-esque but tim burton had nothing to do with this film yeah it's nice to see something that isn't by tim burton that's still 
This kooky. One thing know. that probably explains this film is that the director directed James and the Giant Peach and Nightmare Before Christmas. So mm. obviously, it does very much give Nightmare Before Christmas vibes. I've I mean, never I seen that, but that. James and the Giant Peach because even just those vibes. Yeah, James and the Giant Peach is definitely like that's got the its rhino own at the beginning moment. of James and the Giant Peach literally is nightmare fuel. Yeah. It's awful. It's, it's, have you seen James and the Giant Peach? I have seen that. Right. Okay. It's it's that bit, and no then more when... arguments tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's that bit with the rhino, and then the bit when they go underwater water and it's like the skeletons in the, oh, in yeah. the pirate ship. No, that's awful. And there's like the weird bit where there's like the the mast of the ship looks like um, Joanna Lumley and Miriam Margulies because obviously there's like this weird yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks yeah, like yeah, so yeah, yeah there's yeah, a lot yeah, of like... No, that is a really weird... That's, that is quite a weird film as well. I mean, that's it's a good, good. good. Good film, but yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Sing the song, Michael. What sing? Oh, no. Bright lights. Big city, that's ah. where you gotta go. I thought you meant there. My name's James. I'm Sam. Oh no! Oh my God! No, what is it? No, Michael. <laughs> my name is James. That's what mother called me. My name is James. <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh, God, what is it? How does the rest of it go? Because we were literally laughing our heads off while it was on. And he's trying to make that James... James, James, uh, how are yeah. you? Isn't it a lovely day? Classic. Absolute classic. Doesn't the grasshopper play the violin? Yeah, yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, Isn't yeah. Hugh Laurie the grasshopper? Oh, I don't I'm know. I'm trying to think about his voice now. It's somebody quite... I know, uh, know. I know Professor Lupin is the worm in it. Oh, Yeah. Uh, my name is James, that's what my mother called me. My name is James, so it's always been. Sometimes I'll forget when I'm lonely or afraid, so I'll go inside my head and look for James. Babe, how are you reading this? Like, it's you not, you, it's not spoken word. Then I'll say... <laughs> I've skipped a bit, but then it's they'll say James, 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 how are you? Isn't it day? James, 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 we're so glad you came. Uh, where we are from, so very, very far. My name is James, James, James. Oh my god! Well, I did a better rendition of it of you than you, and I didn't know the words. Music so. by Randy Newman. <laughs> have that? you uh, considered doing Shakespeare? Yeah. <laughs> No, it's like a Futurama when they go to the Star Trek planet and it's one of the Star Trek people and he's going, well, well the real, real some shady, please stand up, please stand up, please stand up. And that's what he does and he's soft spoken word. Yep. Anyway, I can't remember where we were before that. Um, what were we talking about? James and the Giant Peach. Before that. Well, Way like... before that. <laughs> Well, to be fair, I think the next segment we could do is Coraline like trivia bits because we knew. I have some trivia that I want to talk about, and I've written some things down. These are facts that I've collected over the years. First of all, I'd just like to say that (laughs) Coraline recently was in the cinema uh, for its anniversary or whatever. I don't know. It was in the cinema again for two days, and it made five million pounds in two days. And you know, on the re-release of Spider-Man No Way Home and they brought out the extended version. It was in the cinema for 35 days and it made 9 million. How cool is that? And Jaws came out last year for um, over a week. How long was it in there for? I found this article about it. Um, Yeah, 21 days Jaws was in the cinema last year and that made 5 million. So it just goes to show how popular this film is in two days £5 million. So if you think about how many people that was to go and see 
a kids film that's an hour and a half long it's the same amount of people that went to see Jaws in the space of a month how cool is that do you yeah. think that's cool well it's definitely, it a, yeah, there's definitely a following for Coraline like you know yeah there's definitely a, like a cult following or like just people who like that you know just the story and stuff yeah absolutely but anyway my first fact is on the cake um when she first goes to visit the other mother there's a cake and it says welcome home on it and apparently in like calligraphy or old law or whatever, i don't know if um you know when you do an o and you there's kind of like a loop through the o because you're joining up your writing apparently if there's one o then it means you're telling the truth but if you do two o's if you do two squiggles do inside the O, yeah, two yeah. loops inside the O, it means that you're telling a lie. And on the cake, it says, welcome home. And there's only one loop in welcome because she's telling the truth and she is welcome. But there's two loops in the O for home because she's not home. She's welcome, but she's not home. How cool is that? There it is. That is so cool. That just goes to show just how much detail they are putting in to a cake that's on the screen for one second, you know, and it's and that's how much they've sort of thought about it. Tulips, so that's uh, really interesting. Tulips like Leonardo DiCaprio in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hey, hey! Yeah. Never <laughs> <laughs> yeah. watch Coraline. Yeah, exactly. Um, and um, you guys will like this. Well, maybe you not care. Michael will like I'm this. I'm ready to like this. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Babinski guy, which is the circus man with the rats and the mice and the circus and what have you, He's got a badge on and the badge that he's got is the same badge that the people who worked on the clear up of Chernobyl got. That's cool. That's I really... knew that you'd like that fact, Michael. Well that's done, a, you smiled there. That's a really random detail. Yeah, really random, but that that's in, what it is. Inferring that he cleaned up Chernobyl. Yeah, I don't know. What well, he is, he's mice. Russian or whatever, isn't he? Because he has, he has an accent. He's called Babinski. So oh. that's, you know, so I thought that was interesting. There it is. Um, and then also all the windows, they're kind of like stained glass windows. And because the other mother, she's a beldam and it's all related to bugs. So at the end, she's obviously a bug. She's like a spider and all the furniture looks like bugs and all the stained glass windows also are in the shape of a bug as well. Like if you look at it, it looks like, you know, like a beetle or something. So that's really interesting. And then also there's uh, when she goes to visit the other mother and there's lightning outside, you can see there's a bolt of lightning that's in the shape of her hand yeah, yeah, um, yeah. behind it. And it's just all little things like that that I think are just really just cool, you know. Mm. And I think you can watch it a lot of times and like pick up on different mm, things definitely. like over like, you know, it's one of those programs programs films where you could like you know people who do it like where they're like frame by frame what's like going on in the background every single thing is like purposeful and even when you can see like the doll moving around and stuff and you know it's going from place to place because obviously it's not dull it's you know it's real in its own way yeah and all at the beginning when she is making all the um when she's making the Coraline doll all the tools that she's got in her little toolbox are all tools used in like funeral parlors for like embalming and the fact that she like cuts the clothes off like straight up the back yeah and she fills it with cotton and then also with sawdust that's what you know they put in people's bodies so it's like preparing her because you know they she wants to kill her you know that she's using yeah, yeah, the same yeah, yeah. sort of methods and like how the fact that she's you know she's sewing the mouth shut 
which is what they would have to do if you know if you've got an open mouth because you yeah. relax when you die they have to sew it up and stuff like that so i just think that's all really interesting mm, i've got a fact oh go on then why be because Caroline is based on a book as well yeah why be wasn't in the book Mm. so he was made just for the movie because I think in the book Coraline talks to herself so basically they added a character who she could talk to so obviously the audience wouldn't be like Makes sense. what's she doing yeah which why Apparently... a bit weird to be fair like his character every time he's just a bit of a weird like stalker loner kind of guy who just becomes friends when with Coraline when you think about it in the way that from a filmmaking perspective the main character will always talk to herself so they made a character for her to talk to. It very much does feel like that. He's not a character in himself. He's just someone for Coraline to bounce off of and just say her ideas to. Well, it's, like, it's like exposition as well, isn't it? Because mm. she's always like, oh, well, I found out that the other mother wants to do this and that your grandmother was involved as well. You yeah, know? yeah. So, so apparently that's there's... the case, like, sorry. Carol. <laughs> like, you know that bit with the mirror where, like, the YB in the other world pulls her out? Mm. Yeah. What happens there? Because obviously she, talking to herself, can't pull herself out. Yeah, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether she... Well, does. Stuff, I've not read the book. That one, Michael. Stuff is going to be changed, me too fair. The Wikipedia article, which, you know, good old Wikipedia, mm -hmm. doesn't really go into too much detail, to be honest with you. It's just, basically, she does some trials and then wins. But I don't, I don't know whether there's, like, the, the ending in the book is the same as the movie, because obviously she does return home for a bit. And there's the whole bit with the hand of the other mother yeah. wants to get the key to the door so she can escape. But they smash it. Why be in Coraline smash it? So it's just the Wikipedia article says she decides to go back to the parallel universe and look for her parents. Uh, Coraline undertakes several brave adventures in the other universe and she battles the other mother. Uh, she ends up discovering the incredible strength, strength within herself through these adventures. Aww, that makes it sound really lovely and fluffy, doesn't it? Not some terrifying creature and she's going to collect the souls of some other dead children. That doesn't really make it sound like that, does it? It sounds like she's going on a lovely adventure where she makes those of friends and, you know, finds a butterfly or whatever, yeah. you know. But... but, yeah, that's my one fact. And I do have some trivia questions ready and open if you want to go since you're the since it's tulips takes we'll see if you've got oh the my knowledge God, i don't your... know if i actually have proper knowledge of it all right question one how many times does Coraline go to the other world is it four three five or two four are you sure <laughs> i don't know you're correct oh i am correct there we go that was some quick thinking there uh da -da -da -da. How does Coraline retrieve the eyes of the ghost children? Is it in a finding game? Other mother gives them to her, playing tic-tac-toe or playing chess? In the finding game, because she uses the little uh, looky-findy thing. Stone with a hole What's in it. it called? It's called something, because they're real, aren't they? Not like real, they don't really work, but like they're real like things that you can buy, can't they're you? It's all like cheese. witchcraft, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I was going to say the viewfinder, but that's the one where... It's like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I get what you mean, though. Yeah, weird. Which snow globe does Coraline find her Detroit parents Zoo. in? Yeah. Could have caught you out with New Jersey Zoo there, but... Okay. Uh, what is the name for the other mother in the movie? Is it the Bedlam? Beldam. Yeah, or the Button-Eyed Monster. <laughs> <laughs> Who's coming up with the answers to these questions? Right, Kieran... Why did Coraline have to move? Was it her mother was in an accident or for better schools? I mean, her, her mother was in an accident. 
and she went to a new school, so I'd say her mother was in an accident. Correct. My mother was in a car crash. <laughs> Is that why they moved? I don't know. It doesn't really say that's why they moved, doesn't it? What? Which does Caroline's mother hate that Caroline... Caroline. Caroline. Coraline. Disgusting, oh, Michael. That's Come what on. That's what Mr. Babinski... one of the people in the movie. Yeah. Mr. Bobinski. Ignorant. Uh, which does Coraline's mother hate that Coraline finds ironic? Is Mud. it... Dirt. Yeah. Well, the options were kids working, being annoyed, <laughs> and dirt. That sounds like all the things that I hate. <laughs> there you go. Well done. You. It was pretty much a 100% pass rate there. That is fantastic. I'm pretty so... much 100%. <laughs> what was wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, I say pretty much because I didn't go through every question. So. Right, okay, okay. Well, I don't think we need any more. I think that was... Uh, I think that's enough. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll, I'll give you one little thing that I, I noticed from the film which might be able to tie into... To, Current affairs. God. Uh, in in the in the new well, no in the different world. Yeah. Uh, Mister was it Babinski or yeah. Mm. He remind like he gave me lies of P vibe. Oh, okay. Which comes out tomorrow. <laughs> yesterday. Yes. Yeah. To tomorrow, I think. Why? Well, actually, at, at time of recording, it's the nineteenth of September, so it comes out. So then. technically, I was right with both tomorrow and yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's my little. There you go. That's why my contribution. You, why does it remind you of it? Uh, I don't Am know. Am I going to understand? He, he just looks like Eliza P. Villain. I'd, I'd say he, that. Like I, I just looked at him and I just thought that looks incredibly like the stuff I've seen of Eliza P. Yeah. Which I haven't played because it's not out yet, but will be out yesterday for those who are listening. What a paradox. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Living in the past and the future. Yeah, well, who knows? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a review of Liza P and there'll be a Mr. Babinski uh, secret boss fight in there because they <laughs> yeah. really love Coraline. <laughs> That's what I really want to see. Yeah. Well, they did do a Coraline video game, to be fair. I, can't remember, I don't know what platform it was on, but they did do a Coraline video game. Probably on DS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it probably was, yeah. Is he right? Is he right? Really? It was released on PlayStation 2, Wii, and Nintendo DS. That is a weird mm. variety of consoles. You were third right there. Well, technically, I was fully right. Well, Because <laughs> 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 it was released on DS. <laughs> I just didn't have all the platforms yeah. done. <laughs> Excellent. Well, maybe when we go next go to CEX, we'll be able to pick it up and then we can do a review of that as well. Okay, you, you Fantastic. do that. I'll buy the book and read it in the next six months because that's how long it will take me to read a book. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's how long it will take us to find the game. And, yeah. uh, and then six months time we can do a Coraline review part two. Yeah. No, we'll do what's best, the video game, the book or the film. Fantastic. And that is the entire trinity. That is the cinematic trinity. We'll have, we'll, we'll have done our magnum opus podcast episode well, by te- talking about Coraline. Well, well, technically, a Coraline TV show would be, because then that would be movies, TVs and games. Oh, yeah, we don't do books, do we? No. Yes. And no, we will never do books. <laughs> no. We don't like reading. Do you like reading? You don't read, do you, Kieran? Can you read? <laughs> I've, I've started reading. Have you? What uh-huh. are you reading at the moment? Um, I can't remember its name. What's it about? Cut this out. <laughs> is it a comic? No. Was this is, a book that Isaac recommended? It is a real-life book. Mm-hmm. No, it's a book that Naya got for me. It's called More Than This. Oh, how mm. interesting. And it's, uh, if anyone is interested about a boy that dies in the first chapter, 
and then has to come to terms with that. And I think <laughs> potentially, I'm only halfway through, potentially might come back to life. Oh, how interesting. But Magic it is, at play. It is, it is very interesting so far. Yeah. Um, so Aww, if anyone does read, nice. pick up more than this. It's yeah. a little bit depressing, but also pretty interesting. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. The most recent book that we read, Michael, what was it? Paddington in the Garden. And Michael yes. read it to me with voices as well. Do your Paddington... With, with the same voice that he read James and the Giant Peach song? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pa- Paddington, Paddington, I am Paddington. No, Michael, do your, do your Paddington. Oh, well, Mrs Brown, I, I do like marmalade. <laughs> there you go, that's, uh, that's Paddington. Impression done, tick. It's like he's here in the room. <laughs> I will be filling in for Ben Winshaw on uh, yeah. <laughs> the Paddington TV show in future movies. <laughs> right, anyway, I think we should wrap this up. I think that we've talked for enough now. Well, there you go. That was a tulips take episode. Yeah, there you go. You know. I'm glad that Kieran's watched it. Yeah. I think we always introduce Kieran to the best films. Yeah, well, to be fair, up next on the Tulips Takes is Paddington 1 and 2. Yeah, definitely. Oh my god, you've not, have you? Yes, no, no we definitely need to, definitely need to watch go. those. Definitely, 100%. <laughs> they are amazing. Genuinely and, brilliant. Genuinely. And, uh, speaking of things that we've introduced Kieran to, our next review is going to be about Sex Education Season 4. That's we've recently right. watched the first three seasons. Yeah. yeah. So we're all up to date. But yeah, we'll look forward to, hopefully it's good. We'll look forward to giving our thoughts on it either way. If it's complete trash, we can yeah. slag it off. But if it's really good, I hope it is. I really Me hope too. it is. I hope it is for your time as well, Kieran, because you've invested a lot. We forced you into it, and now there's got to be a good conclusion. I mean, if if the fourth season's bad, then I'll just say it ended at the third season. Yeah, exactly. yeah, true. If it's true. as half as good as all the other seasons, then it's still going to be good. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just not going to be amazing you know yeah. the first few I mean, we'll see are, more adam so you know absolutely he can do no wrong in my exactly. eyes so it doesn't matter but yeah cause stay tuned because yeah well I'm, I'm looking forward to that because that's a tv show i've been looking forward to this year so oh, look yeah. forward to giving our thoughts but thank you tulip for your take <laughs> this episode well what is you the final are take? Well, yeah, what, the what final is... take is this is a really good film and it's only an hour and a half so really you can't go wrong if a film's only an hour and a half so you may as well just watch it that's my take. It's a good film. I second that. <laughs> I second. I, I third that. Yeah. So, Thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. And thank you, Kieran, as well. But thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Cinematic Trinity, guys. We'll see you in the next one. But in the meantime, I've been Michael. I've been... <laughs> you go, Kieran. I've been Kieran. And I've been Tulip.